I'm a Lone Ranger again today. We had a little, little misfortune with my co-host, Kayla Keegan. So, here I am. All alone, again. I think you guys need to pray that she genuinely has a love and care to help me out and, no, I'm kidding. Just one of those situations where, you know, what do I do? What do I do about this? This is craziness. Um, but we'll wait another second. I hope everyone is enjoying this amazing sunshine we're having. Um, I hear water dripping. That means it is above freezing finally. Uh, things are looking up, folks. No more snow. For those of us up here in the uh, frozen tundra north, um, things are melting. Hallelujah. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I'm excited to share with you today. We'll just wait another second here, and then we'll go ahead and get started. But like I said, Lone Ranger today. I am in my house. See my blank walls. We're preparing to move. We sold our house. It's exciting. Um, so if you know anyone selling their house that's very good size, let us know. We are looking. All right, we will go ahead and get started. Uh, make sure you comment, share. Let me know where you're watching from. Um, I pray that this is a blessing to you and encourages you. And we will get started with today's Till Death podcast live. Um, and I want to talk today about faith. Uh, it's really exciting because I think that there's been a common theme. If you are paying attention, if you you know, are attending church, if you're watching things online of that nature, uh, they're all surrounded with the focus of faith. Um, faith that needs to be increased faith that needs to be growing, faith that moves mountains, faith that takes you through the day-to-day, -day, um, especially in the times we're living in, you know? I'm, I think we can all say that's fair, um, that the times we're living in, if you've not had faith, now is the time to have faith and to grow in faith. Um, just because there's so many things changing, there's so many back and forth with with you know, government and with laws and rules and this is acceptable and this isn't, like so much is changing. So if you've never been a person of faith, I encourage you to get on board now. So we'll kind of get into this, but you know, I've noticed this common theme and um, I think when we talk about faith, a lot of the times it's wrapped up in moments of hardship or you know, a difficulty or a bad report. But I want to encourage you, and I'm, we're, we'll get into it, is having faith for the everyday life. Having faith for for things when when life isn't going wrong, when, when life isn't in shambles, when your life, you know, you don't have a, a, bad, a bad deal of cards against you. It's faith. You see, um, and, and listen, before I say anything more, Faith is something we need 
at all times for every situation. So when or if a hard thing comes against you, you'll already be ready. You won't be shaken. You can look at it head on and say, no, I got this. God's going to get me through it. God's going to bring a miracle. God's going to bring healing. But I don't want you to think that, oh, well, I guess, I mean, nothing's really happening bad in my life. So, I mean, what do I need faith for? Um, but you don't need faith just for hard times in life. You need faith for every moment of your life. It can be growing every day uh, because that's, that's what God desires of us is that our faith would be ever increasing. Um, so we need it in every day and it should be built daily. It can be built daily. So, um, and it's important to know that faith isn't, again, it's not just for hard times, but it's in for, for the good times. You know, uh, you can extend your faith to believe for, for greater wisdom. You can extend your faith to believe for greater influence or to love people at a greater dimension. Faith can be used in every aspect of your life, and it's powerful. Um, so if we've ever needed faith, now is the time. Um, I want to start in Hebrews 10, 38. This is kind of where I've been at. I know I've been sharing a little bit about it here and there, posting a little bit about it. But, you know, um, I've definitely always, you know, I have faith. But this year, I've really challenged and asked the Lord to challenge my faith, to grow my faith. Because I believe, I want to see more. I want to see more miracles. I want to see more people set free. I want to see God glorified in my life and through others' lives. So I want more faith. Um, and the way we can do that is by knowing the word of God. In Hebrews 10.38, it says, let me get there real quick. I've got this awesome new Bible, and the pages are still a little bit new. Hold on, we're getting there. Where are we? Where are we? Okay, it says, but my righteous ones shall live by faith. So for all of those who claim Jesus as their Savior and Lord, and you attend church, and you serve the Lord. This is for you. You're considered a righteous one. What is righteousness? What is it to be a righteous one? It means to be in right standing with the Lord. And it says, my righteous ones shall live by faith. You don't see in this anywhere where it says, only when hard times come, or you should only live by faith when difficulties or trials come into your life or when you get a bad report from the doctor or when you're in a, you know, financial ruin. No, this is saying we live by faith. This means that in every moment of everyday life, our faith should be increasing. Faith is what sustains us. Faith is what is going to carry us through into to, to go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. That's what the word says that we can do, going from faith to faith. That means faith better be ever increasing. Faith better not just stay in one spot. Because you know what? Today's faith will not be good enough for tomorrow. Faith is something that has to be growing daily. The, his righteous ones live by faith. So let's kind of break this down a little bit. Um, we need to understand that faith is an absolute foundational uh, principle. Like you have to have faith. when You have to have faith to be born again, which means 
when you accept Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior, Savior, it takes faith. You need faith to be saved. Faith in salvation. Faith that God is, you know, washed us clean by the shedding of his blood, by dying on a cross. It takes faith. So from the very start, our foundational principle that we need to understand needs to be built on faith. Um, see, this kind of faith is what guides and directs our relationship with God and our part our participation in salvation. So through our salvation, now we have an open door to all these other things to participate with God's word, to participate and, and partake in his promises and his goodness. It guides us and directs us with our relationship. Um, and it says that all those who fully rely and trust on God, that means in every situation and circumstance, this isn't just why well, I trust God when things are going good, but no, I fully trust God in every moment of my day. When I get a bad report, when I might, you know, have things that are coming against me, I fully 100% trust in the Lord through every and all circumstances, knowing that we will receive the promises of God. Um, now, when you continue on in verse 39, it says, um, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And I know my last uh, live I did, it was talking in reference to unbelief, you know, and I just want to cover that again real quick, because in order to have 100% faith in the Lord, you cannot have an ounce of unbelief. You can't have doubt in your mind or unbelief in your heart. It has to be 100% full reliance on who God is and what his promises say and what his word says. But it says, if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So this means that when we shrink back or when we stand in unbelief or having a moment where we're like, eh, I don't know about that, or we doubt, then really um, we stop relying on God who's our source of all things. We stop relying, we abandon our faith um, and puts us into active sin. Because remember, unbelief is sin. Because God is pleased with our faith. So when we do the opposite of that, it puts us in a place where now we're, there's separation between us and God. And it says for those who, who stay or shrink back or, or fall back into unbelief or fall back into doubt, that we put and fall, fall into a place of sin, which ends, leads into spiritual destruction. So it's so important that as you're taking a step of faith, as you're putting your faith forward for, you know, breakthrough, healing, the everyday growth and influence, everyday revelation and growing and knowledge of God, you have to make sure that every bit of unbelief is expelled from your life and in your heart. It also coincides with uh, James 1. James 1 I love because it talks about our faith. Faith and endurance, when our faith is tested, you know, there's going to be trials, there's going to be moments that come into your life where faith is tested. Now, I'm not saying that God puts things in our lives on purpose that are bad. No good comes, or no bad comes from God ever, because God is always good. It's not in his nature to, to put bad things uh, against us or to harm us. That's not who he is. But when those 
uh, weapons are trying to form against our life, it's a trial or it's a situation that we have a choice to say, no, 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 I'm going to look at this head on and I'm going to speak the word over the situation. I see what's what's come against me and I'm going to stand and I'm going to declare the word and I'm going to, to trust and I'm going to keep my faith in God that he's going to get me through. He's going to turn all things around for my good. He's going to bring healing. He's going to bring breakthrough. He's going to protect me. So it's saying that in those moments of trial, there's a testing of your faith. And when you can stand in faith, not wavering and doubting, not going back and forth in unbelief, but saying, nope, I know this is what God says, and this is where I'm standing, fully relying on that, then endurance produces the promises of God. So you will always see fruit produce, good things produce, the promises of God fulfilled in your life when you stand firm. Um, James 1, 6, and 7, it says it like this, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let that man suppose that he will receive, he will receive anything from the Lord. So pretty much saying like, if you have any ounce of of unbelief or doubt in your heart and you're believing like, well, I hope this works and maybe I'm just not really sure, then you can absolutely expect nothing from the Lord. Nothing. It says it so clear. And those who are unbelieving won't receive anything from the Lord. Hebrews 11, it talks about it is impossible to please God without faith. So if you don't have faith and you're stuck in unbelief and doubt, then you can expect that you're not going to receive the promises of God. You're not going to see him move in your life. You're not going to see him come through like his word declares because that is what's a blocking point for your life. But I don't want to focus on that. I want to kind of wanted to recap and I want to get back into this because I believe that faith is going to be stirred in you today. And, and for the rest of this year, we're in a brand new year and I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for what he did in 2020, but I'm thankful for what he's already started to do and what he's going to continue to do for 2021. So let's kind of go down through. I want to go down through Hebrews 11 because again, I don't just take the Bible as like, a cute, uh, let me just encourage you, little quotes and metaphors that helped me in my life. No, I take God's word for what it is. If he says he, to have faith that I can trust him, that he's the God of the impossible, that it's not in his nature to lie, that he cannot lie, that he's going to fulfill everything. If I walk according and obey his word, then that's what I'm going to stand on. So I want to encourage you and kind of go down through Hebrews 11 with you because it's so powerful. Hebrews 11, 1, we can talk. It is absolutely what faith is now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not yet seen so we know that faith gives us evidence that true enduring faith in god um involves trusting god in every single circumstance so i don't again i don't care what the situation is i don't care what the circumstance is i don't care if you've been given uh three days to live Listen, all the way down to you're believing God for a pink bow. Listen, I don't care where your faith level is at. As long as you're standing in faith, God will come through. That's what he does. That's who he is. That's what his word declares. It's saying it's the evidence. When we have faith, 
it's an evidence in knowing that when we trust God in all circumstances, um, he'll come through. This kind of trust in God enables those who believe, who are believers to remain loyal to God um, and his word at all times. So when we have faith, we, can, we know I can remain loyal to his word and what it asks of me because I know God's going to hold up his end. If I hold up my end and I'm loyal to him and I'm standing in faith, then he's always going to come through. He's always got my back. He's always going ahead of me. He surrounds me and protects me. That's the kind of assurance that we can have. This kind of faith takes God at his word. Just like I said, you have to make a choice. You either believe the word of God or you don't, period. You can't be in that place of middle ground. Well, I think it works sometimes and I don't know. I've, I've kind of seen where it hasn't worked because that's a lie. There's never in a time where people actually believe and stand on the word of God and it hasn't come true. It hasn't come to pass. God hasn't followed through because he cannot lie. So it's a kind of faith that takes God at his word um, and relies completely on his promises. He's got promises for those of us who have are born again, bought, paid for by the blood of Jesus. We know we confess them as our Lord and Savior that comes with a... a uh, insurance package, if you will. It comes with knowing that because of these things, we have a right now to divine healing. We have a right now to prosperity. We have a right now to wholeness. We have a, a right to victory in everyday life. We have a right to joy and an abundance. We have a right to peace. And, and this is what we get when we stand in faith and trust and believe God at his word. Those are the promises for you. Um, it doesn't take, uh, it doesn't base hope off of, you know, visible circumstances because listen, there's going to be moments where you're in a trial or your, your faith is being tested. You know, you have to stand firm. You have to declare the word, stand firm. Know that God is with me. He's never going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. I'm going to keep confessing even when there's another report or even when it seems like, man, nothing seems to change in the natural. That's when we don't give up. We push to the ends. We don't look at what we can visibly see, but we remain steadfast in the word of God. Um, it relies on a confidence in spiritual realities. It's an understanding and knowing that the things in the in the spiritual realm are more natural in than what's what we see this chair that i'm sitting at you know faith says that yes i had faith to sit in this chair but but this kind of faith is a knowing that no it's already done when jesus paid for it on the cross everything was already done and it belongs to us as believers um, this is the type of faith that allows us to be in right standing with God. You have to be living in righteousness to or right standing with God. That means you take God for what his word says. You obey his commands because you love him. And it puts you in a place of holiness. It puts you in position to receive from God. It puts you in position for you to make your request known to God. That's the kind of faith that we need. Um, it causes us to go deeper in relationship with him, to know him more for greater revelation. Um, it causes us to trust him more. And it, it's a faith that helps us obey his commands. See, God didn't write commands out just to, to control our lives and to say, you will do these things. 
No, it all comes with promises. It all comes with, uh, you know, a reciprocate type relationship to where, you know, this is what God offers. And when we respond out of love and desire and faith, then we're going to willingly obey his word. And when we obey his word, he's going to fill us. He's going to give us the promises. He's going to promote us. He's going to heal us. He's going to do everything he promised us he would do. Um, teaches us to base our life off of the word and his promises and not what this world and culture says. Because listen, there are things in the Bible right now that this world's trying to say, oh, no, 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 honey, that's outdated. We don't do that. That's old school. That's old fashioned. We don't do that. Blech. Garbage. Okay. No, the word is never changing. The word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I've never seen throughout history where anyone who's wavered off of faith or the word of God and they haven't seen the promises every single time. So it's important to know that, okay, if the world is saying that the, the Bible's irrelevant and that it's old fashioned or this and that, um, we don't go, we don't base our faith off of what the world says or tries to say, oh, well, that's not really like for today anymore. No, we base it on God's word and his promises. And then I want to jump to Hebrews 11, 32 and 34. I absolutely love this because it says, What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, uh, Jephthah, of David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness and became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. So this is essentially saying there are so many cases of faith being activated throughout the Bible that really, for the sake of time, we can't actually say every single moment when faith was exercised what God did. And it briefly gave in more uh, examples. I think that that's so powerful because already leading up to that all through Hebrews 11 on 17 different accounts, it's giving example and testimony of every single person in the Bible who exercised their faith. They stood firm on the word of God. God spoke something, they obeyed with their faith and they saw the promises. And it says down through every single verse and by faith, by faith, by faith, they saw the promises of God. They were pleasing to God. So it's cool because what can we look at? How does that, how does that go with where we're at today? Well, conquering kingdoms, you know, maybe you're, you want to start a business. Maybe you need a raise. Maybe you need promotion. When you exercise faith and trust in God, like, okay, Lord, this is what I do. I'm in right standing with you. I obey your word and I have faith and trust in you without any wavering, without doubting, then you know and can have full assurance that God is absolutely going to promote you. He's going he's gonna to increase you. He's going to give you uh, greater creativity and influence within your job or to start a business. Listen, I, again, this isn't just faith for when hard things come or when you need a breakthrough. This is for man. I expect, I would desire more of God. What can, what else can I, 
you know, do for God? How else can I believe for God? Because he's good. He's a good heavenly father. He wants good things for you and I. Not just in times of distress, but for every day. He wants to bless you so people can see and he can be glorified. I bless them because I love them, because they're good, because I'm a good father. I'm a good God. And it points all the glory back to him. Um, so it enforced justice. It obtained promises. Again, those promises are healing, wholeness in your body, a fullness of joy, overcoming power, victory. That's what those, those are his promises for you, for your life. Um, he stopped the mouths of lions. He takes impossible situations and he turns them around and he makes a way. He parts the sea. He shuts the mouths of lions. He gets in the fire with you and you come out not even smelling like smoke. So whatever. So whether it's just believing for, you know, a greater revelation in your day to believing that God's going to absolutely save you and deliver you from an impossible situation. God can do it. You have to remain in faith, uh, no deadly thing harming you. This virus or any other kind of virus, any other kind of sickness, none of that can harm you. No sickness, no disease, no uh, maiming or wounding. As his promises, no deadly thing shall harm you. He gives you his strength. See, and it's important, I want to touch on this because, you know, James goes in to say, again, that faith without works is dead. So it's not just your faith, but it's your faith coupled with obedience. It's your faith coupled with holiness. It's your faith coupled with righteousness, right standing with God that produces the promises, that, that moves the hand of God in your situation and in your life. It's faith coupled with those things. It's putting your faith to action. Faith without works is dead. That means you can't just say, oh, I have faith. Nope, I have faith. I have faith. Oh, I have faith, but you just sit there and you do nothing. It takes confession. It takes action. It takes what, Lord, what, I, what do I have to do on my end to put action to this thing? It takes action and good deeds mixed with obedience, holiness, endurance, not giving up, not wavering. That's the kind of faith it takes. Um, and, you know, I want to say, if and maybe you don't have faith, but maybe you do obey. Maybe you're living righteous. It's going to take your faith. It still takes faith to move God's hand. You have to have faith because if you're in unbelief, but you're still saying, well, I'm just going to obey him, even though I don't really know if I trust him, you're, not gonna, you're still not going to see the results that you're trying to get. Um, so you need faith coupled with obedience, endurance, holiness, righteousness, obeying God's word, loving his people. That's where some testimonies really quick. Um, one being, listen, I want to, I want testimonies help your faith grow because God is no respecter of persons. If God's going to do it for one person, he can do it for you. So this isn't about people's status or, or titles or stature, but it's about faith. Um, my mother-in-law, also my pastor, you know, uh, about three, four years ago, she was diagnosed with um, cancer um, in her colon. And if you want to see proof and pictures of that, you can just message me after and I can send them to you. But uh, 
God did a miracle. So she was diagnosed with it. There's actual pictures to prove where they had like marked where they were going to have to remove parts of her intestine. Uh, they tattooed it, you know, and she stood in faith. Uh, we stood in faith. We didn't start to worry. We didn't get like all sympathetic. We stood in faith. We stood on the word of God and declared that she would be healed, declared that the cancer would shrivel up and die, that no deadly thing would harm her. And you know what? It was a miracle because within just a couple months, uh, they went in again, they took more pictures and even the tattoo on her in her colon that marked where they were going to have to remove some of that stuff was completely gone clean bill of health they even marked it down like they were completely baffled and thrown off it was written as a miracle because god came through because we stood on his word because we put our faith out there and said nope i know this is what the doctor says but god's word is above fact of man god's word is above circumstance god's word is above my feelings in this moment and we stood on that and god came through well uh just within the last you know year and a half uh she had gotten diagnosed again with cancer again in kind of the same areas um cervical all those types of things and you know it was it was scary for a moment but Again, we already looked back and saw and had faith for what God had already done. So we just stood in the same place. We declare, we stood in faith, we prayed, we stood on the word of God. And I would really, really encourage you um, to take some time. You can go and actually listen to her explaining her experience, her walk in faith, her fight of faith. Um, on his tabernacle uh, Facebook page and you scroll down uh, she just preached this on Sunday at church powerful powerful um, great example of faith and you know she's very transparent she's very real and raw with it I would encourage you to go take a listen to that testimony of her faith walk because it will encourage you it will absolutely build your faith but I want to tell you that you know she's come out it took a little bit longer. It was a healing, which means it's progressive. But you know what? We never moved off of the word. She never moved off of the word of God. She just completely did not allow her mind to even go to that place. And you know, I don't know why she was able to remain in a place of great faith in the midst of a terrible trial in the midst of a bad report from a doctor is because she continually built her faith every single day. It wasn't just, oh, when bad things happen. No, she's a woman of faith who stays in faith constantly, who builds her faith through the word of God, who exercises her faith daily, and it built up a firm foundation. So when those things tried to come against her, she was able to stand and we're coming out and she sees the victory and she's seeing a healing and God is faithful when you put your faith and trust in him. So I encourage you, go take a listen to that powerful testimony, histabernacle.com uh, or his tabernacle on the Facebook page and you can watch that powerful testimony. Another one real quickly, um, my eyes were healed. Uh, you know, and you know, that's another thing. It wasn't dire need. It wasn't life-threatening. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, like what am I gonna do? I wasn't blind, um, you know, but I, 
I had to wear glasses all the time. I tried contacts, didn't like them, and I just had glasses. And, you know, for a long time, I never even thought to believe or have faith in God to heal me of my eyes. And then I just started to be like, you know what? No, Lord, like I really don't want to wear glasses anymore. And about two years ago now, I put my faith, I started to, to speak his word that, Lord, by your stripes, I am healed. Nothing is ex exempt or excluded from that. And my eyesight, I wanted it, and I put my faith and trust in God. And we went to some services, and I got prayed for, and I stood firm in faith, and I confessed out of my mouth, and I thanked God, I praised him that my eyes would be healed. And by the end of that week that we're in those services, my eyes got better and better and better. Every time I put my glasses on, it was harder to see through my glasses. I'm telling you, I could start to see things from a distance that I was never able to see before without my glasses. Like I'm telling you, I could stand at, um, you know, a Starbucks line at the counter and be like squinting over trying so desperately to read to now I'm standing far back and I'm able to look up at the board and read the words clearly. God is faithful to heal. But I'm, I want you to understand that it took faith. It took faith and it wasn't something catastrophic. It was just something that I knew I wanted to grow in my faith and I knew that God was capable of doing because he's the God of the impossible. So my eyes were healed. Um, there's just, there's so many testimonies and I know Kayla's not here, but I'll share a little bit. You know, they have so many testimonies of faith where they stood in faith and God came through every time. Um, my nephew, Eli, when he was in, uh, still in her, her belly, he had complications because um, the umbilical cord was tied in a couple knots. And then when she actually was giving birth to him, it was actually wrapped around his neck significantly. And um, when they found those things out, they stood in faith. They declared God's word and they confessed it and they just believed and trusted God that he was going to come out healthy and whole with no issues. Because see, the doctors were, were saying, oh, you know, uh, this could cause learning disabilities, he might be disabled, um, you know, he might even come out with uh, mental retardation, like, they were very serious in what they were trying to say could have happened because of the lack of oxygen, because of the knocks in the umbilical cord, but you know what, they said, nope, Thank you for sharing that with us, but we don't accept that. We believe the report of the Lord. We're putting our faith and trust in God, knowing that he's a healer, that he created us to be whole, that he created us to have health and wholeness in our bodies. And that's what we're going to stand on. And he's, he's, I think, 10 now, 10 years old, um, nine or 10 years old today, perfectly healthy, has no issues, super smart, amazing little boy. And it's because of their faith. They saw God come through. So I just want to encourage you. What are you, what are you believing God for? Um, I mean, financial breakthrough. Are you believing God for just greater revelation? Are you believing God just for a greater ability to love people? Start building. Start small. Start believing for little things and build it. Faith is like a muscle. It can be built up and get stronger and stronger. You know, if you've never tried faith, you know, I would encourage to start small, start with little things. Um, believe, you know, God's going to bless you with, you know, a dinner from someone. Someone's going to bless you with a dinner. 
I don't know, just believe small. If you have headaches, if you have a sickness or a little stuffy nose, start declaring God's word over your life and stand in faith and build, allow your faith to be built up daily. Don't wait for catastrophe to come onto your life, to start digging down into an empty well when you can build your faith every day. Believe for the little and build in and, and let it grow into something big. Um, I'm excited to share with you. I'll tell you what right now we're believing for. We're, our house has been sold and I've declared, I've sown, I'm standing in faith that God's going to bring us a miracle home, a big, beautiful, new home that no man can do. It's going to be a miracle from the Lord. And you know what? I can't wait. I can't wait to share it with you because I know God's going to do it because my faith, I'm firmly planted in his word and standing in faith. What are you believing for? So real quick, some ways to grow and increase your faith. You know, how do I increase my faith? Well, the first and most important, just believe, believe, believe the word of God. You'll never find throughout history where God's word has ever been contradicted, has ever failed, is has ever come out is not being true you won't find it there's too many people who have gone out to try to prove the bible wrong and have given their hearts to jesus because they find well in fact it's actually truth it's truth it's real believe and trust the word of god that's where you start you just have to believe uh second corinthians 5 7 it says for we live by faith and not by sight don't base everything off of what you can see with your natural eye if god's word says it that's what it is simple don't make it hard don't make it complex um Hebrews eleven six for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So believe, allow belief to overtake your heart. Um, in Mark nine twenty four, everything is possible for the one who believes. So if you can believe it in your heart and know, nope, I believe it, you can receive it. It is yours. That's what the word says. Trust him. Meditate on his word. So that means you're not just reading the you're not just reading the Bible to read the Bible as if you were any other kind of book. This is something that's going to speak to you. It's going to speak. It's going to bring life to to uh, your situation. Think about it. Meditate on it. Let it just run. Ruminate on it. Like let it just overwhelm your thoughts throughout the day, and it will increase your faith. But you need to meditate on his word. Your confession. Oh my word, so many times we can have faith, but we don't even speak anything out of our mouth. We just hold it all in. A big part of activating your faith is your confession. Speak what the word says to your situation. Speak to that thing. Speak to that healing. Speak to greater revelation. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me greater revelation. Thank you, Jesus, for increasing my faith. The disciples asked for God to increase their faith. Um, speak. With your words, speak the word of God over your situation. The Bible says that life and death death are in the power of your tongue. So you have the ability to speak to those situations, the word of God that is living, that is powerful, that activates heaven. Or you can speak death. Well, I doubt that that will happen. Well, I hope it does, but I don't know. You've automatically canceled it. Don't allow your confession to stop you. But confession is a way to increase your faith. Um, 
Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Uh, it's important. You need to ask the Lord. So many times we don't see the manifestations or the promises of God because we simply don't ask for them. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. So start asking for the Lord for things. Believe for things from him. Um, it's putting action to your words, praying, confessing, sowing seeds. If you need financial breakthrough, you should be sowing financial seeds to reap that kind of a harvest. Laying hands on people. If you're sick or have know someone, it takes action. Endurance. It means not giving up. So when you don't see immediate results in the moment, it's saying, nope, I'm not moving. I'm firmly planted. I'm not going anywhere. Because the word also says, when all you can do to stand, stand therefore. That means when you've done everything you know to do, just keep on standing. Don't move out of the position of faith. Um, James 1.3, because you know that testing of your faith produces endurance not moving, not, and not telling everyone what you're believing for, you know, because it's easy to get around people who are just negative Nancy's, okay, or Karen's. Don't get around a Karen if you're believing for something, because they're going to be like, oh, you're not going to see that. That's impossible. Well, that didn't happen for them and it didn't happen for me and blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, you're completely bogged down with unbelief and doubt and you worry and you step off, off the faith foundation and now you will never see God move in your life. Don't confess or tell everyone. Only tell the people you know have your best interest and have the faith that you have. They can believe with you. They can stand with you and know that we're going to believe and stand this together that God's going to come through, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Um, and hearing the word, faith is built by hearing the word of God. Hear the word preached. Listen to some sermons based on faith. If you need, if you need your faith built up, go listen to faith-based sermons. It's going to stir you up. It's going to increase your faith. So listen, I just want you to be encouraged today. I want you to start believing and having faith for your everyday life. In the everyday, mundane, routine of life, what can you believe God for? What can you extend faith for? And I'm not talking about stuff you can do because that's not faith. Faith is taking and taking that step out on those things and trusting that God's going to be right there to catch us. God's going to be right there to come through. God's going to take us from glory to glory, victory to victory faith to faith. So listen, what are you believing for? Start to ask God to stir up something within you to believe for. Greater finances, prosperity, health, greater love, greater revelation, greater wisdom and understanding. Listen, God wants to do these things for you. It's his promise because he's good and it only always brings glory back to him and makes him known that he's so awesome. So what do you have faith for? What are you believing God for? Step out of unbelief today and get into faith. Allow your faith to be grown and see what God can do for your life. Listen, I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me and supporting me in this. I pray that it's a blessing to you. Uh, again, go ahead and share this. The replay um, is available every podcast platform, um, YouTube, so on and so on. So, hey, I love you. Enjoy your day 
and I'll see you in a couple weeks.